Hey, Allison, how is it going in the Dominican Republic, my friend? It is going well. We are, um, you know how Mercy Jewelry has its seasons, and we're just trying to get ready for um, Christmas, and yeah. we've got our ornaments, you know, in progress, and Chris, everybody loves to order Mercy Mercy Christmas ornaments, and, you know, it's just, a, it's a fun time. Um, the, the, the women at the workshop don't understand, like, fall you know, and sure. and pumpkins. They don't understand why I'm going to want to be, you know, and I'm talking to them about fall colors and people right. are going to be wearing sweaters in the States. And we need to think about jewelry for that reason. And they're like, right. why? Because it's right. so hot here. <laughs> right. You know, and it reminded me of the one summer we did try to make actually boot cuffs, like those crocheted boot cuffs that were going around like okay. riding boots. And the women are like, what are we making? And I showed them a picture and they're, again, it's like, that's got to be so hot. And so they right. just did it. They just did baby, um, baby toboggan thingies, you know. Okay. They're like, yeah, they 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 wrap their babies up, but everybody else has the place. Yeah, well, and that's always what cracked me up because most of the women in Dominican they wear jeans or they wear yeah. long. They they don't wear shorts. They wear pants. So it doesn't matter if it's a million degrees outside. Dominican women are, are you know, are kind of wearing their pants. And it's like, right. uh, you know, and so it's culturally so funny because in the U.S. it's actually sometimes much cooler in certain places. And, you know, we're all, you know, people are all in their shorts yeah, during the hot times of the year. So, yeah, it's culturally all these cultural things that are so, um, they're so fun. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Dear For More, man, it's just been a lot of traveling. A lot of sharing the vision, sharing the missions, uh, what we're doing. Uh, Guatemala is going great. And um, uh, we are, our little, our baking program has started its second classes. And so we've got our first graduates that came through that 12-week program. Now we've got our second little group coming through uh, and the sewing program. I'm just so excited for those gals because they're just doing a great job. And we've got some really cool Hopefully, we've got a really cool home line that's going to yeah. come, uh, you know, as we step into the holidays as well. We're going to have some really cool Christmas and holiday stuff that's coming up for people yeah. to be able to purchase for friends. Uh, and we're actually going to have some specials coming up, right? I mean, we, we were not going to reveal yeah. them today, but they are coming, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're planning um, planning some ornaments, planning some, um, some fall all exciting things and then we're planning we're going to look at some discounts and see what we can yeah we can let's do. see what we can't do for you podcast yeah, listeners out exactly. there so well speaking of a podcast I, we can't just sit here and chat all day we got to go do this podcast all right so you ready to go do this podcast sounds great all right here we go hey everyone welcome to another episode of rooted deep a podcast featuring reba bowman and allison hale this is Rita. Welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are with you today and just excited to uh, jump back in as, as we talk about the Lord, we talk about what it looks like to be rooted in our faith, strengthened, and really to be rock solid so we can, we can weather the storms of life. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk just a little bit maybe, and it's going to be um, hopefully a, an intro to your own personal study, right? Um, yes. Right, Reba, we were kind of going to touch the surface and then hopefully get everybody excited about, okay, let me go a little bit deeper and understand yes. what we really have when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we're going to launch a, a conversation today about the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I just, Allison just said it, we want to encourage you to do a lot of times people are into the fall studies. And um, the whole goal of the only way you get rooted deep 
is to go deeper, right? right? So what we hope you do is to take this like introductory topic and say, you know what? I don't know what I need to know about this. And I really would like to know and began to do a little bit deeper dive uh, as you read the word of God, as you study scripture, and as you begin to understand what does it look like uh, to, what does it look like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What, Mm -hmm. what is it? What is, what is the Holy Spirit all about? Cause you know, I grew up in a, in a, um, you know, a very, in a Baptist world where the Holy Spirit was the part of the Trinity we talked about the least. Yes, exactly. And yeah, you've heard very little bit, little of it. Um, and, and I think so many times people were just confused by who, who he is or what it is. Didn't know whether it was, you know, didn't even understand, you know, his person. Uh, and maybe it's just an energy or a force or, you know, or (laughs) whatever kind of like may the force be with you. It's not what it is. Or it makes you do weird things, right? It makes you do weird things. And we're going to not talk about him because every time we talk about people get too excited and we weren't allowed to get excited in, uh, in our little Baptist churches. No, we weren't. We don't want to get too excited. And yet, you know, uh, all joking aside, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is part of the triune God. So, you know, what we don't understand, God is one and he's three persons in one. It's called the Trinity. You say, Reba, explain that. Sorry, can't do it. it. Uh, I have no ability to do that for you, but it's who God declares himself to be. Um, From very early in Genesis, we see the trying God represented and all the way through scriptures, uh, we see this three persons, one God. So we have God, the father, and we talk about him a lot. Okay. Um, and then we have God, the son, that's mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. We talk about right. him a lot, All the time. Yeah. Uh, but there is the Holy spirit. And, you know, in John 14, Jesus told his disciples, so Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. It's they're in the upper room. Life is about to change. Yeah. Jesus looks at his disciples and says, I'm going away, but it's good that I go away because when I go away, the comforter is going to come. And these disciples couldn't imagine anything being better than Jesus actually physically walking with them every single day. And Jesus said, actually, what I'm getting ready to do for you is better than that because the Holy Spirit's going to live in you. He's going to, he is going to empower you to do everything I've called you to do. And, and no matter how far you scatter to the winds, Mm -hmm. he'll be with all of you. Right. And the physical presence of Christ was great when you're all together in one room. Right. But if if he walks away with somebody, is you know, if Jesus, when he was walking on earth, he walks away with somebody, that's who he's with, you know, right. and and other people are like, we'll just have to wait till he, but he gets back. But that's not how the Holy Spirit and 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 thankfully, uh, we have that, and it's hard to imagine. Um, wouldn't it be better if we did? But no, because this is this way. It connects us in a way that, um, or he connects us in a way that we don't understand, and and. And constantly, the, mm-hmm. the 100% all the time presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives um, should be a comfort. Now, I used to say, and I think I got this from my dad, it's like, well, be careful where you take him. And I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, that was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a guilt, right. guilt trip there. Like, where are you going? Remember, you're taking the Holy Spirit with you, at, you know, as right. I'm leaving the house, you know, driving right. away, and I get this. <laughs> remember, year rebel, you. <laughs> Okay, well, Holy Spirit, we're going to go over here. And, yeah. you know, um, and so that presence, but I, it was only used as what well, it was only used as a, as, as a guilt or it was only used yeah. if, if, if anybody talked about the Holy Spirit at all, it was very, 
very general, but as you, as you mature, as we mature in our faith and, and mature mm-hmm. in our understanding of who Christ is understanding what, what we have in the Holy spirit, um, it's, it's amazing. You know, we were in our moment of salvation, we were baptized with the Holy spirit and sealed with yeah. his, and with his presence. And then that's it. He's with us constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think these are, I think a lot of times we do, we pray as if God is a million miles away yeah. and we need him to come down. Yeah. You know, in fact, I even, you know, I've heard preachers like, just come down Lord, just come. And I'm like, he's already here, he's right here. you know, yeah. because he's within us. And, but I do think I've been guilty of it myself. Yeah. We, we tend to sometimes talk about God as if he's not with us. Right. And, um, but yet through the power of the Holy spirit and through mm-hmm. that part of him in our life, he is with us. And yeah. Because of that, oh my word, loneliness, I've always got somebody with me, um, uh, somebody to understand me. I always have somebody who understands me, um, you know, and, and he's described as this comforter, mm-hmm. which is such a cool term for him because the Bible says that he actually intercedes on our behalf yeah. to the Father. So right. when we pray and we don't know what to pray and we don't know mm-hmm. how to pray and we don't even know the yeah. words to say, the Bible says the Holy Spirit says, I got this. And yeah. he goes to the father and says, this is what she needs. And mm-hmm. this is how, you know, and this, this is how it's happens. affecting her with the groanings, or this is how, this is yeah. how deep she feels it. And that intercession is such a comfort. And there have been times when I have just been in a, in a, in a spirit of prayer, but like you said, not mm-hmm. knowing what to pray and just quietly yeah. trusting that that that's going on because I can't even jumble my thoughts together, you know, because of, because of fear or because of sadness or because of, um, mm-hmm. of, of what, or repentance or whatever. And talking about repentance, it's the Holy spirit. I mean, I know mo- hopefully most people in the world have a conscience, but we that have the Holy spirit who, if you are saved, you have the Holy spirit. I think you've got right. the conscience and, um, uh, the Holy spirit conviction, you know, Hey, don't do that. Or, Hey, don't plan to do that. I can see that you're planning to do that. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. And I think it's that conscious awareness of the Holy spirit. Um, as he convicts us, you know, we don't like that word. We don't like that word conviction. Um, because it makes us feel well, it does make, sometimes it makes us feel bad, but I think conviction forces us to make a decision and that's what we don't like. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you going to deal with your sin or are you just going to keep walking in it? Right. Yeah. And, and I liked it better when I didn't have to make that call. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to enjoy, keep enjoying this that you know is not right and not just the sin itself, but the continual desire, you know, and, and I, uh, years and years ago, a preacher told us, you know, be careful if you say, search me, oh God, and, and, and see if there's any wicked way in me. And we're afraid of that conviction, but at the same time, like you said, it forces a decision yeah. to repent, but the whole purpose of that is reconnection with God. No, absolutely. And, and you know, that, again, that comforter mm-hmm. who convicts the heart of sin and just says, hey, look, you're getting, you're going in a direction, yeah. you're doing a thing that's going to lead to your hurt, to your pain, to your destruction. Everything, every choice you're making right now is going to hurt you in the end. And so whether you see it or not is irrelevant. You just need to turn around. And, um, and I think for all of us understanding, if we understood more of this relationship that we have 
with God and Jesus through the through the Holy Spirit, I think it would really kind of maybe change our perspective and our attitude towards our own self-wills and defiant self to say, right. well, I just want to do what I just want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't want anybody to, I don't want to just shut up for a minute. Let me just do it, you know? Right. And, um, and so, yeah, the Holy Spirit, not only convicting our sin, uh, convicting us of our sin, but also when we're, I think a lot of times churches and Christians have felt like their role is to convict the world of sin. And right. the Bible says in John 14 that it's that the Holy Spirit's going to be doing that, you know, because he's going to be doing it well, he's going to be doing it right, and he's not going to yeah. have any ulterior motives. And yeah. um, and our job is to show love and 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 especially to an unsaved world and let that Holy Spirit, you know, work oh, in yeah. that in the conviction of the sin. Um, that's not our job. Um, no. And, and I'm thankful for that because when I, you know, every time we go on an outreach and every time we just, we show love to the women that we're, we're serving and, and we talk to them about Christ, but we talk to them about Christ and saying, Hey, he's got a purpose for you. I, you know, I'm going to let the Holy spirit, yeah. you know, and they, a lot of times he's already been working. Yes. And so they just, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that because sometimes so many times we don't want to take over for the Holy spirit, in our own lives, but we want to take over for the Holy spirit. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And I think there there's two traps we fall into that. We we are the Holy Spirit for other yeah. people. And some people feel that that is their designated role. But also I think sometimes we we feel responsible to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. Right. We can't, yeah. you know, the Bible says that the only person that the Holy Spirit is who draws a man to Christ. And so, you know, even in our job and our role of being light to the world and being salt to the world. It's not my job to win somebody to Christ. It's not my right. job to convince them to trust Jesus. Um, I'm not failing if I, if I, if that person doesn't pray the sinner's prayer and get saved right, right there. That, that, no way, because that's not my job. And I think that frees us up so much in this world of feeling like, you know, I can, I only have so much I can do. Yeah. So what am I called to do? And what is God's job? And what is he called to do? And and he says, I'll be the judge. I'll be the convictor. And I'll also be the one who, who deals out the punishment. Yeah. And you be the one who shows light, grace, love, truth, who's patient, who's long suffering, who's yes. temperate, who's merciful. You be the one who does that and, and show people what it looks like to live under my control. And God just... God does the work and he can be trusted to do the work, which is right. com yeah. should be comforting to us. It really should be comforting. It should be comforting um, in, in two ways, just because of the conviction of sin in our own lives, but also the, con you know, the conviction of who Christ is and, and what, um, you know, to an unsaved person. But at the same time, and I think this is one, this is an area that the Holy Spirit um, has been silenced in. And I feel like it's one of the most necessary, especially inside the church or inside ministries. And I think that's unity. Um, mm. Sometimes when we're talking about, you know, coming to a decision, we're talking about, okay, we've got a conflict or we've got something. And, I, and I'm looking around the table going, okay, every single one of us, professes Christ, which means every single one of us has the Holy Spirit. And it's not, you have a different Holy Spirit than I have. That right. is a unifier from, it's the same Holy Spirit telling yep. me, is going to tell you, is going to tell this person, is going to tell us how to act if we're being, if we're being obedient to it. And that's yeah. one of the things that in, you know, as I'm further along in ministry and in just my Christian life, 
that's been a comfort because I'm like, Lord, you know, the same thing that you're telling me, I'm going to, I'm praying, you know, cause I know that you're telling this other person or the same thing that you're telling them. I need to hear it as well. And that, that creates unity among the brethren and that's the Holy spirit. And that's that, that link that mm-hmm. we have. Yeah. And, you know, I think so many times, you know, Ephesians 5, 18 through 21 mm, yeah. is, is a verse that if you've grown up in church, you probably have heard it at least once. And yeah. it's the verse that says, uh, you know, don't be drunk with wine, mm-hmm. but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. OK, and this is a comparison. And I think this just leans into what you were just talking about. There's a comparison and it's, it's actually what controls you. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of being drunk with wine. Well, if you've ever been drunk or you've ever seen somebody who is drunk, what you understand is they're under, they are no longer in control. Yeah. They're under the control of alcohol and that alcohol controls what comes out of their mouth. It controls how they act, what they do, how they behave. And so here in this comparison, he says, look, like alcohol controls the person who's drunk and and that shouldn't be. Yeah. The Holy Spirit should control you, and that should be. And so, you know, there's this really, um, it's visual. I mean, this is a really great Mm -hmm. visual aid for us to be able to say, okay, wait a minute. Am I willing to lay down my control and submit myself to the Holy Spirit's control? Because I think this is where we get so in our unity and in our and our fighting amongst one another and in our struggles with one another, it's a struggle for control. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. be right. And I, I want to do what I want to do. And it's like, but wait a minute, what is, what does God want us to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is, how is the Holy spirit leading and how arrogant would I be to believe that I have the corner on the mind of God? Right. Exactly. You know? And you know, like you said, being controlled by the Holy spirit, is so much more than um so much more than just in church or so much more than just those moments where we need him to and I don't know if you remember this. um in uh I think it was celebrity family feud um <laughs> do you remember when and it was China Phillips from Wilson Phillips and I don't she, before this. she got to she before she got to the final you know what final it was her turn or whatever and so she starts chanting holy spirit activate Holy Spirit activate. And I, um, no, I do not remember one, this. In one of my in one of my classes, uh, right before a test, that so we used to do that because we were like, okay, well now we need you to show up. And and I think that's it's funny, but at the same time, I think it's like a little bit wrong because yes. the activation should be at times we're like, hey, wait a minute, I activated and I shouldn't have. Uh, I need to go back to my default setting. Should constantly be like you said, that Holy Spirit control that Holy Spirit yeah. guidance, not only in, okay, I need you to come with me in this moment because I have a meeting and I need you to control my mouth. No, that's not when you need him to activate. You actually need him to continually um, yes. be activated, not just in those, okay, now I'm at church. I need to look Christian um, right. or now my family's <laughs> here. I need to, yeah. you know, that's that's not living in the the control and in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is asking him to just activate in this moment or or you know, clicks it's not a switch. No. You know, it is a person no. that continually goes with you. And um and you know, and there are times when what like we definitely need, you know, we need just more, not more because you can't get more, but you you need to surrender, continue to surrender more of yourself yes. to, you know, to him. 
And, um, but I just, I thought that was funny because sometimes I'm like, only, I only need him. Okay. Now I need you to show up here. All right, go back. Right. It's Allie's turn. Allie's in front. Allie's behind. Allie's in front. And that's not, that's really not his no. role. Well, and you know, ironically, when we look at that same verse, we just looked at with Ephesians 5, 18, it says, be filled with the spirit. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all. And yeah. then there's this, and, and it's the concept of being filled. It, it's not being, a you know. I, I'll take a quarter cup of Jesus, please. Right, you know, yeah. uh, it's not that concept. It's, it's like, look, the Holy Spirit needs to fill our life. It's that permeate our life. Mm-hmm. So he permeates my speech. He permeates yeah. my thoughts. He permeates my actions. So that what, like you said, the default that comes out of me is, is immersed in who he is. Right. And not the default that comes out of me is something that is totally me and and i have to like yeah okay lord i need please don't let me cuss right now you know or or you know (laughs) i don't yeah you know help me to act right in this moment but no Mm -hmm. it's wait just a minute i'm supposed to be filled with the holy spirit and as a result of that that feeling in my life permeating every part of who i am what i think what i say what i do then there's we know there's fruit then that's born out of my life and we've, mm-hmm. we call that the fruit of the spirit. And these are yeah. tough attributes that cannot be manufactured yes. by us at, at a call, you know, okay, it's time to become fruity yeah. in the spirit here for this moment. But no, right. wait a minute. This, these are attributes as we look at these things that could only be birthed out of us because the Holy Spirit is bringing yeah. them forth. It's not something I can just conjure up. No, I cannot, man. I can on my best day, I might be able to, to, to fake some love, you know, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm pretty good at you I know, don't know, off joy I don't every know. once in a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you look at the spirit, you're like, no, I don't have yeah. any long suffering in and of myself. If we're truly honest about who we are, if we were completely carnal, you know, yeah. this list is not, I mean, there's other lists in the Bible that would kind of be more of our of, up to speed you know, as far as who we are. As this one's man. not it. And this is not it. This is not who we are as natural, um, natural no. beings, our natural self without the Holy Spirit. Um, but again, that's when, and it's a surrendering control, but yeah. it's not surrendering control to lose. It's surrendering control to gain, um, yeah. to gain the, the, the Holy Spirit and more of his, more of his control and more of his fruit, not just for you, but for others. I was, I was doing some some counseling yesterday and just sharing with I in isolation, yeah. you know, and, and we're not meant to be isolated. And when we're, when we're isolated, that's when the decisions are harder, but even in isolation, even if you do have to step away and take a moment, you're always taking the Holy spirit with you. So in that moment, you need to make sure that you're, you know, making sure you're listening to his voice um, because you will be reconnected, you know, with a community. And it's so important because of that unity that, like you said, that knowing when to speak, knowing when not to speak, knowing when to, you know, oh, hey, Holy Spirit, I'm going to, I'm going to let you take over because, you know, it's not my job, you know, from here on out. But I think another thing, and we were just looking at this in the, in the, um, at the workshop, you know, the, the first Corinthians two and three chapter, which talks about natural man does yeah. not understand the word of God. No. But the Holy Spirit, as spiritual men, we, and, and I think sometimes when we're reading the scriptures, we're skimming over the passage. We're not asking the Holy Spirit to activate in that moment and just like really bring clarity and illumination to the passage that we're, we're, we're struggling with. 
And I think that's one of the things, even, you know, and some people, there's, there's certain people that can't get through, um, Leviticus or I still struggle with Jeremiah. I do. I struggle with Jeremiah, but you know, okay. there's certain, there's certain passages of the Bible that we're like, I still don't understand yeah. this. I don't know when I'm right? going to, I don't know when I'm going to get it, but that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's the Absolutely. Holy Spirit. That's communing with him. And so that's another, that's another unused resource. I feel like that we as Christians kind of ignore. No, I agree. Because again, even if we go right, we go back to Ephesians five eighteen. What does mm-hmm. it says? And you know, right after it says, "Don't be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit." What does it say? It says, "Speaking to one another." So immediately, yeah. it almost gives you this. What does it look like then to be filled with the Spirit? If yeah. I'm filled with the Spirit, then I'm speaking. What am I speaking? Of? And it talks about psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. It says singing. Uh, making music in your heart. It says giving thanks. Uh, and then it says submitting. So, you know, if we look at those, it's like four things right there. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Just by glancing at that verse, we're speaking to one another in in the words of Christ, whether that right. be in a psalm or a hymn or a spiritual song, we're singing. There's something about music. There's the power of, of music in our hearts and lives to uplift us and cause us to, to be more like Jesus, I think, um, giving thanks. Boy, this is a, you know, Mm. we always laugh with your mom about her answer for everything is to drink water and give thanks. But, um, but Paula's onto something a little bit here. I don't, uh, because this giving thanks thing, it just says always giving thanks to everything. And, and that's, these are demonstrations, I think of what it looks like as we just submit our hearts and our lives, which is that last step. As we just submit our hearts and our lives, we we watch what we say is different, and yeah. and and what we think is different, and how we respond to things is different. Um, I think I've never been one to fly a kite. I I just didn't grow up, but I you know with kites a lot because yeah. I don't know whether I should. I grew up in North Carolina. You know, I am the Wright brothers. I should have gotten somewhere in the kite thing, but but I remember one time my dad got me. They got me this little kite thing and. And I, I really wanted to try to make it work. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I go out and I, I get this kite thing and I, and I'm standing in my front yard and I don't know how to fly a kite. I don't, I've never, I've never flown one in my life. So I am running all over my front yard, dragging the string. And as long as I'm running, yeah, the kites in the air behind me. Right. Yeah. The minute I stop running, the kite falls down. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and you know, it wasn't that day, but it was months later. Um, I was somewhere else and somebody had kites and this guy knew how to fly kite. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was getting ready to go run. And he was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. This, and so all of a sudden he starts to get the kite in the air and all of a sudden the wind catches it. Yeah. And this kite is like way up in the air, kind of as what I had imagined my right. experience with a kite was going to be like, yeah. and yet it was not. And I think sometimes this is such a great illustration of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I think a lot of us are trying to do life like I was trying to fly a kite. We're right. trying to, we, in our, our own, own power. Air, our own, it, yeah, when. Yeah, you know, and it just, as long as I'm running. Yeah. It's in the air, but the minute I stop, it all just flops down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does in our, in, in our lives, he mm-hmm. does literally, it, it literally is the breath of God. 
He mm-hmm. literally fills our lives, fills right. our sails. And what, what mm-hmm. happens, it's like that kite. He empowers us to go to places and heights and right. to be sustained in ways that we can't sustain ourselves just running in circles down here. Right. And not, you know, and, and like, again, it's about surrendering control because yes. if I'm, if I have that, if I have the string and I'm running, um, I control the speed and I control, and then I control the height. Um, yeah. but the wind at that time, when you, when you just let go and let the wind kind of take it up, you know, you were just standing there and, uh, yeah. and letting, and, and, and that's, again, so many times we talk about it, surrendering control. We talked about this when we talked about, you know, when we talked about, uh, forgiveness, we talked about this, when yeah. we talked about, you know, um, mm-hmm. in our last podcast, just it's something about control, the fear that when yeah. we talked about that, it's all about control. And we have the presence of God in our lives through the Holy spirit that mm-hmm. surrendering control to him is going to be so much more freeing, so much more restful. Yes. And, you know, and just, it's going to be his plan, not ours. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of under, we, we, we say this phrase a lot of times when we're talking about somebody who's under the influence of alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. use that term. They're under the influence. Under the influence. Yeah. Right. And so this verse says, Hey, don't be under the influence of alcohol, but instead right. be under the influence of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how many of us in our life, literally our impact, our behavior is being impacted because we're being influenced by the Holy Spirit as he negates my life. And honestly, you know, there's so many times I hear that still small voice and not out loud. And it's not some kind of ooky spooky kind of thing, but this is just that still small voice and my mouth opened and I said something and I, the whole, it's like, you should not have said that. Yeah. Yeah. That was hurtful Mm -hmm. or look at their, look at their face. Look what Mm -hmm. that just did to them. Uh, Or, you know, that's, this is not the direction I want you to go. And it's just that in those moments of, of being able, number one, having a heart that it can receive that and hear Mm -hmm. that, that we're not drowning out the Holy spirit, the voice. But then when I can hear the voice of the Holy spirit, now I walking in obedience. And if I walk in obedience, I hear more from him. And yeah. if I walk in disobedience, his voice gets softer and softer and right. softer. Exactly. And, um, you know, and there's, there's a time when, the, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Bible, the Holy Scripture, I guess. Um, you get it. I, it's talking about our, you know, sometimes our conscience has been seared. And uh, I, when I'm branding, I don't know if you've seen as the mercy, the mercy of bracelets that we do that I take a, I take a heat gun and I actually brand write um, the word mercy on there and sometimes if I do it too quickly it sears the leather so when I try to go back over it and make a, a better mark or it's already yep. it's done it's it's seared there's no I can't add I can't burn it anymore okay. and there's there's no changing there's no changing that one you know and okay. it's, it's done it's but you know it's finished and that's and sometimes we can get used to silencing yeah silencing uh the holy spirit in our you know in our hearts and in our in our walk and um and that that's and it, you you can it like you said it gets quieter and quieter and our voice and our control gets louder and stronger um and that is that is not where you want to be no he's you know he's not a genie in a bottle and we can't activate him when we get on family feud right, um yeah. you know but that's sometimes our attitude it's like, I don't, don't, I don't want to hear you when you're correcting me. And I don't want to hear you yeah. when you're getting in my business, but I do want you to show up when I need right. you. Yeah. And boy, it just shows how really yucky people we can be. 
and how <laughs> and how sinful we can be and how depraved we can be. Um, and so, you know, I think when we think about your relationship to the Holy Spirit today and you think about what 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 I want to c- just challenge you, what do you know about the Holy Spirit? What yeah. do you know about him? And if you're like, uh, I'm not really sure. Then I would He's encourage you. Yeah. yeah, I would encourage you. Right. Yeah, I would encourage you um, to get down your Bible and look up every time the word Holy Spirit is used. And, and, the, and when it talks about the Holy Spirit, we've yeah. mentioned some key passages today. Uh, Allison, I think you mentioned the passage in Corinthians. Uh, was that first Corinthians? Yeah, first Corinthians at the end of two and the beginning of three. Okay, so first Corinthians two and three. We've talked about Ephesians. Um, and we've talked about Ephesians chapter five and, and we've talked about, you know, um, the 18 verses, really verses 18 through 21. That's a great place to just to start. Right. Um, and looking at what does it look like if, if I were to understand who this person is that Jesus said is better that I go and he come. Right. Um, because, and then, you know, if you get to the book of Acts, when the whole thing just was getting started, Jesus right. said, look, don't you go do anything until the Holy Spirit comes and empowers you because without him, you're yeah. not going to be able to do what you need to yeah. do. And it's so great for us today when we receive Jesus at, and, and, and as in salvation, when he comes to become our Lord and Savior of our lives, the Holy Spirit indwells us at that moment. And so now we, we're empowered to go do what he calls us to do. Right. Yeah. And so great passage to study as you look at, at those kind of things. But I think then that second thing is once I understand a little bit more about who he is, do I understand that I am commanded to be filled with him and, and to bear the fruit that he can only bear in my life? So if that's not happening for me, you know, am I bearing the fruit of the spirit? Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, yeah. hmm. goodness, long suffering. Yeah. I mean, you know. Right. And I think another thing is it does come with, um, and you hate to say it, you know, it does come with practice or it does come with, um, consistency, consistency. Exactly. You know, I'm more, I'm going to, I'm consisting, I'm consistently more surrendering control. That's right. Absolutely. I'm consistently speaking in the way I'm, I'm consistently, um, surrendering. I'm consistently consciously focusing. Okay. God, I, I want your control of my life. I, if I control my life, I, it's going to be a mess, you know, and we're consistently saying that. And I think it's not my way. It's your way. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not compartmentalizing you into Sunday box, but instead I'm looking at, okay, wait a minute. It's Monday. It's Tuesday. Uh, and I'm just kind of saying, all right, Lord, I think having a repentant heart, you know, if my sin is in the way and, and the Bible says it will be in the way, uh, if I don't get it, let's just go before the Lord and say, Lord, yeah. where is it that I'm, I'm standing in sinful ways against you and I'm not able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and I'm not right. able to feel that power that you're giving me. I don't, I'm not experiencing any of that. And it's the reason is, is because my whole life is kind of, it's like a, it's like an artery blocked with plaque. It's, right. it's my life is blocked with sin and mm-hmm. none of that is getting to where it needs to be. So I think, you know, just starting with a, a posture of repentance. Yeah. Yeah. And a posture. Yeah. Just like you said, a posture of repentance and understanding 
that it's you're not by yourself and you're not alone for the good or for the bad like you do have the holy spirit with you and but at the same time that means that means repentance is not far away that means um communion and reconnection is not that far it's not you know universe uh universes away it's literally in your heart and in your spirit just you know kind of turning back and like you said you know surrendering yeah, and you know, I think there's a passage of scripture that I have I have taken and, and never really read it in the way that I think it was meant to be understood. And it's that passage in Luke where it talks about ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find not. And if you if you read the context in that, you'll see it says it goes on in Luke chapter eleven and verse thirteen, I think, and it says, If you then who are evil, yeah, know how to good good gifts give good gifts to your children. Then how much more does the heavenly father? Right. Okay. Here's the next phrase. Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Right. So I, I think there's this comparison. It's like, you know what? I the heavenly father, all right. So God the Father wants to bless his children as a mm-hmm. good father would want to yeah. bless, bless his children. He's not gonna give us things uh when we ask. He's not giving us a snake instead of a fish or a rock instead of a piece of bread that we've asked for. That's the illustration that's given there. Instead, what does he do? If we go ask and we seek and we knock, what does he do? He gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And so if you're feeling like, you know what? I feel like today I'm not bearing the fruit of the Spirit. I'm not under control of the Spirit. I, I just nowhere near where I need to be in this area of my life. Then I think we take that literal and we just go and ask and we seek and we knock and we say, okay, Lord, you said that you would give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. I'm asking. I want to feel the presence of the Spirit. I want to hear his voice again. And I want to be filled with that power so I can go through today and tomorrow in a way that is beyond my capabilities. Exactly. And that's, you know, and that's really uh, that's our homework. I mean, that's what we yeah. need to do going forward. If we know the truth to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, um, uh, it, to him mm. it is sin. And, and so go full going forward, um, making sure that we are communing and, 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 and allowing him to, to work and just saying, Hey, I need you and I need to surrender to you. And I need the power to surrender. And I need this yeah. because in my own spirit, I can't do it. Um, and just, again, just uh, allowing, allowing that connection to be more, um, assertive in our lives as far as, you know, who we are. A lot of us are, the, you know, the Holy Spirit has just been very quieted, um, in our, in our lives, uh, for yeah. maybe for too long. Yeah. And so today I think the, the, the call to action, as Ali said, is it's your, you're, you're standing before it right now. Um, are we going to, you know, uh, get to know the Holy Spirit a little bit better? Are we going to get to have that activated in our lives? Uh, or are we going to say, you know what, I'm going to choose my own path and I really want to continue to go my own sinful direction. And I really don't want his voice in my ear to be real right, honest yeah. with you. And if that's your, if that's how you feel, I appreciate your honesty, but what I want to challenge you with, if that's genuinely how you feel then I would check your actual, do you really know that you know the Lord? Because don't be, you know, John is clear uh, in First John, if this is not the desires of your heart, then you don't have a heart that follows after Christ. And what does yeah. that say about you? Yeah. So if you want to say that, okay, but then just understand that what you may be saying also is that I really am not a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a Christian. 
And it's important that you know that. Um, and know that about yourself because that your eternal destiny hangs in the balance of those decisions. So, man, this is great discussion today on the Holy spirit. I think it's just, sometimes we, we just kind of have shoved him off in some little corner and, and he's such a powerful person in our lives. If we just understand who he is and who he wants to be to us. Yeah. And he is the most present person in our lives uh, as far as the day to day. I mean, he's with us uh, every waking moment. And so um, give him, you know, give him control, surrender control to your life and, Mm -hmm. and, and make sure that uh, you're listening. Mm, Yeah, that's a big one. Well, listen, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thanks for listening to us today as we chatted about the Holy Spirit. And uh, we hope that you'll take up the mantle, grab a little study and do some things on the Holy Spirit. If you do, be sure to email us reach out to us. Uh, I'm Reba at dareformore.org. Allison, you are? I am a.hale at dvmi.org. Okay. So you can find these in our, in our information on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But shoot out to us. Shoot us an email. Let us know what God's doing in your life as you listen to the podcast. And until next time, stay rooted deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.